I am so stoked to have on the phone with me. I have chills as I'm even thinking about it. Mary Bridget <laughs> Davies, who plays my spirit animal, Janice Joplin, in the Broadway musical A Night with Janice Joplin. Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks for having me. I just off the air asked you, I was like, do you go by Mary? Do you go by Mary Bridget? And you said, you said what? MB or MBD. Okay, so that's funny. So MB, so my nickname is JB, and I have been listening to some of your interviews and just really diving into you because I am obsessed with all things Janis Joplin. I have seen you do the show. I think you are amazing. And I was like, this girl and I are going to be like best friends. Like she's like best friend in my head. Totally. Yeah. It's crazy. Social media best friends in my head. I have like six of them and I've never met any of them. (laughs) Exactly. I heard in you talking. Age, it's completely accurate. It totally is. I heard you talking on these interviews and I was like, I have got to meet this chick. She is so amazing. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So let's get into it here. So I have seen you um, perform and you literally blew my socks off. And here's the truth. I am the biggest Janice Joplin fan that I've ever known. I grew up idolizing her. And whenever people say, oh, you got to see this person sing Janice, I'm usually like, nope, not going to happen. Like nobody, (laughs) (laughs) nobody touches Janice. Like, I'm sorry, but she just can't be done. But you are the only human being that has ever done it for me. So that really says something. No, it does. And I, I, I know exactly how you feel because I was a super fan, number 99 of Janice's my whole life, too. And then this job came along and, I, you know, I, I just had realized as a teenager that I could kind of match her sound. And only as life went on and my heart had been broken and I'd been through hard times, did it all line up to where you could actually mathematically in an algebraic equation become Janis Joplin cosmically. Yeah. You know, so I had the raw material, yeah. but I, I was just... Still too happy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Still smile too much. Uh, <laughs> right. But I was the same way when people are like, so-and-so, you got to check out. And I, I was just like, no, I'd rather not. Like, yeah. you, because you're so discerning. Like, you know what you want, and that's the real thing. And so in the show, that's what I try to bring every day. It's like, oh, God, you have to do it like you're doing it the first time. Do it like it's the first time anyone's seen you do it. It's like being a, a marathon athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've seen the show. Yeah. It, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a physical and emotional undertaking. It's not just standing in place and singing. We're flying along a catwalk. We're running up and down flights of stairs. There's mm-hmm. a live band on stage. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't work if there was a Janice show with a pit orchestra. Oh, no, it would not. I mean, so it's cool. So it's like you're going to see a live concert, but it's like not only Janice, because also some people can't take Janice in large doses. Right, right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then we have Etta James and Nina Simone and Aretha Franklin and Odetta. And, and those singers just, are insane, too. Holy oh, yeah. Lord. I know. I, I mean, know. It's so great. <sighs> To just be around people that keep you on top of your game the whole time. Yeah. I will tell you this. After you were done, I was clapping so hard, I actually broke my wedding ring. I had to put it in the shop because <laughs> I like the- rock and roll. I mean, that is rock and roll. I literally, my diamond fell out because I was like clapping as hard as humanly possible. Oh, no. I would have been like, nobody moves. I know. Oh, I freaked out. out. <laughs> but you know what's so funny is so many like Janice fans, everyone would be like, oh, everybody stand still. Her yes, diamond fell out. Totally. Someone would see just like grab it and yeah. leave. Like, it's, not, it's not those kind of fans either, which I think is very cool. People who love Janice yeah. are good humans, for sure. I call them bracelet bites because you know how she wore like 793 yes. of oh, yes. the bangle bracelet. Yep. Well, when I'm rocking my hands out and doing the punches and stuff so hard, some of them 
will squeeze together and leave little bruises all down <laughs> the underside of my arm. Yeah. And I had forgotten. You know how you forget? Like, I, I just had, I have a 10-month-old son. I took time off from the show to, to have him, and now I'm back. Yeah. And little things you forget, you know? And that was the one I forgot after opening night. I opened, I took my bracelets off, and I'm like, oh, bracelet bites. I forgot about these. Like, no. They're very unattractive to someone who doesn't know what I do for a living, but to me, they're like badges of honor. Absolutely. Like, oh, I really rocked out tonight. Look at that. That's awful. Somebody on the street <laughs> thinks you just have tracks on your arm, but you're like, no, seriously. They they're like, oh, that poor girl. We should give her like, we should give her a card to shelter. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I get paid to do this. And they're Believe like, Believe it or not. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Mary. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. I don't want you to get stuck in the, the Janice, you know, bubble that you're only Janice because you're so much more than that. Right. So let's go Thank back. Look, let's, let's start from the beginning. You were raised, from what I understand, by two either musicians or music music lovers um and Both. so yeah the father's a musician mom's a music lover yeah with so a killer voice she just didn't do anything with she it. didn't she, use it she really? raised us and she was a nurse yeah oh god bless her man yeah. so that kind right. of upgrade upbringing i assume you just must have been thrown into music how did that shape you as a singer and an artist oh well i had access to some of the best music ever that you know when you're a teenager and you're like what's it all about yes. and I need to get down to like the real music to find, you know, like listen to like vinyl for the first time because we were 80s kids and that was out of style. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, you and, and I are the same so age, was, so I understand. Right. You know, it was like, oh, like we all lost our minds when we all got our first like mini CD that came with like <laughs> a some sort of strange Happy Meal promotion with like this <laughs> mini disc of like firehouse hum what was there what was there oh my god what yes was it? I, love ballad their first one because that's what it was that's what my first no that was the first one love I got of a free. lifetime is that first... what you're talking about yes yes that was it. That was girl it. you're speaking my language and then but the first cd that i ever purchased on purpose was blood sugar sesame magic yes. by the Red Hot Chili well, Peppers, and i still adore that album yep. like but uh yeah like i didn't need to do that because my parents, I'd come home from school and my parents are listening to Audience and they're listening to John Lee Hooker wow. and Joe Cocker and Janice and Stevie Wonder and old school like B-side artists and stuff that nobody was even paying attention to. And like a lot of that old doo-wop stuff. That's why when I tell Janice's story in the show and she's like, no, I mean, I dug those girl groups like the Chantel. So did I. Etta yeah. James, her first albums were all really pop. Yeah. You know, because everybody's just trying to make their way. And it's like, hey, kid, you want to be a star? Especially in the 50s. Sure. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. You know? And so like her first albums were like, you know, much more pop music and stuff. So I was lucky enough. And then, of course, then, of course, and I'm in high school and all the girls are listening to you know spice girls and stuff like that and i'm like did you guys hear the alice and chains unplugged mtv album oh my god i love you can <laughs> we be best friends seriously <laughs> we can be best friends we can be best friends but like because like to me literally lane staley is oh. one of the best vocalist period mm-hmm. ever like rock and roll and like soul music has always been my thing and so it, it was never hard to access or find like right. the parents had great music my older siblings listened to killer music too and all i had to do was grow up in that same house. Yeah, that's incredible. It was very easy for me to tap into that, yeah. When did you start performing professionally? I've heard you talk about being a child and like being, you know, the center of attention, grabbing the mics and stuff like that. But when did you really get into it? Like, this is what I'm going to do. That was, um, let's see, I was 22, about About 23. And yeah, just about to be 23. And um, it was so funny because my parents, now Robert Lockwood Jr. is a, well, was a Cleveland treasure. Uh, he was Robert Johnson's stepson. Mm-hmm. Robert Johnson is you yeah, know, yeah. father of all blues, yes, you know, everything. Absolutely. And so it was like having that connection 
that close living and growing up in Cleveland and playing every Wednesday night at this club called Fat Fish Blue. It was like you you're literally looking at the legacy right here in our hometown. And so my parents were like, well, we know you want to sing. Now, my dad was different than my mom. My mom's like, she needs vocal lessons because I grew up in competitive dance with the $150 costumes that weighed an ounce and a half that if my dad knew how much they cost, I would have not been doing it anymore. (laughs) You know, that was my mom and I's dirty secret. Yep. You know, and like the hair extensions and the purple and pink lip, red lipstick. And it's like, I'm 12. It's like, oh, God, you know, okay. <laughs> yep, I danced and for 13 so years. Was, I know that story. Exactly. So <laughs> there was a vocal category. Well, there was an open category where the girls like, of course, still it was like, a you know, a hangover of the 80s and early 90s. Some of them would like twirl batons. Yep. Some would do, you know, uh, you know, dramatic monologues and stuff like that. And I was like, you think I could just like sing a song? And they're like, sure, whatever. So I sang a song and I took first place top honors into all the points at the dance competition and all the dance moms were furious. Oh my God. The studio owners were, what do you mean? She got the, she didn't even dance. You know, whatever. They're like, yeah, but it was the best thing we saw all day. You know, it was just very funny. I was like, oh, I might be onto something. But my dad was like, don't put her in vocal lessons. Don't do that because she'll just sound like everybody else. We'll find a way to, to express herself if that's what she wants to do. And of course, it's what I wanted to do. So they took me to this blues jam and I was like, cool, that's great. Nope, I'll never do that. I can't. That's, that's like way too real. And what if I get up there and everyone goes, well, you're OK. Yeah, totally. Like you're not exceptional when you're just fine. So I went to a jam that I, 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 I you don't even sign up. That's what's so funny because it's Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio in like 2002. It's not like you have a sign up list. Like in Vegas, I went and jammed like the same summer. And they're like, did you sign up on the list? I'm like, what list? And I looked at it, there's like 60 names on it. I'm like, well, bye. I go, what? When did you guys get here? 6 p.m.? It's only midnight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to sit around and sing one song? Okay, that's crazy. I uh, didn't realize how lucky I was to yeah. be raised in a small town with great music, smaller town with great yeah. music. And uh, so, you know, I, got, I told them who I was. I wanted to sing. And just in case I sucked, it was over at 2 a.m. And they called me up at 1.30. And I sang Percy Mayfield's Please Send Me Someone Love. And I was hired into my first band that night. Oh, and my God. Wow. Never, ever looked back. And I was green. You know, I learned a lot from my peers. And it was just from being in bands, not just because having done acting, having been an improvisational comedian and done all that stuff. And then in competitive dance, like I knew how to be present on stage. Yeah. But you don't know how to like running, a, like fronting a band is breaking wild horses. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own personality. Everybody is good at something more than the other one. Some people are better natural leaders. Some are better followers. And but you're the one that's responsible for making it all look and sound good at the end of the day. And Janis Joplin was doing that. 60 years ago when she was the first original rock star. Like, people, you forget because everybody's famous for no reason these days. Yeah. It's like, hi, I exist. And they're like, aw, it's... you're famous. Do you have a blue check? I still don't have a blue check mark. You but... don't have a blue check mark? Now that's stupid. Thank you. Can, can we start a campaign? Because I always just go back and I'm like, so what, what about that blue check? But they're like, I know, we're working on it. Uh, but uh, a Tony nominated actress doesn't have, that's fine. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Welcome that's to our new world. 2018 right? but, uh, for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But Janis Joplin, I mean, she really was such, such a pioneer and she didn't even mean it. She didn't even want to be. She was just doing her thing and she suffered for it so much. She did. And that's what people forget. Etta Jane, she suffered for that. They all did. Every every female artist that came from that that era had some sort of sacrifice they had to make because it was like, like I just said, you know, a little bit ago, you heard my son screech in the background. Yeah, right. That would have never happened. Yeah. You're like, oh, do you want to be a rock star? Or do you want to be a mom? Because you can't be both. That's exactly right. That is exactly you right. Know, and, and now I, we have the luxury because off the backs of these women and their sacrifices to be able to. So every night I'm on stage, I'm like, 
oh, my God, she's just like, it changes people. If there was this very soft-spoken man on opening night, came up to me after and said, you know what's just so great? You know, he goes, I want to compliment you, but it's probably one you've never gotten before, and it, it is one I've never gotten before, and, I, and it really touched me. He said, I was just blown away by the sheer wall of sound that you create. He said that I just, I've always gone through my life such a soft-spoken man. I just wondered how loud my voice could go. Oh, wow. If I really tried to push it. It's like, so I just went out in the parking lot and screamed as loud as I could. And apparently I can be really loud and it felt really good. <laughs> wow. That is, that's an impactful statement. Right? Like you're giving someone yeah. else their voice. Literally, like, uh, yeah. And then I just couldn't, like, I just kept going, man. What? That was like, wow. Like, I, that was Saturday night, and now just we go back tonight. And, you know, we've had the two days off, and I was just like, it just pops in my head. I'm like, wow, like that was, now that was, because most most of the time the compliments about Janice are like, you do of a good course, Janice. Or right. you, you, and it was like, no, but you and what you just did up there made me question how, how I've carried myself my whole life. And I decided to see what it would be like to try it a different way. That this is man why. Like in the 70s. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's art. That's what we're supposed to do. We're That's, supposed to change and question. And yeah, that made me really, really proud. Because yeah. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> That's why you do what you do. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that too and watching you. <laughs> okay, this is kind of weird. So follow me on this. But I'm totally oh, into Lord. ghosts and spirits and all of that. And with oh, yeah. all, no, nothing wrong with that. all the respect and love in the world, I, I just wonder about Janice, you know, on the other side. Do you have like a spiritual connection to her? Because you're literally living at least the performance side of her life. You're in her Correct. shoes like you, you're doing the yes. thing has she well, and i mean i've toured with big brother in the whole right. thing like i've cosmically been in her shoes honestly it's... with her own band right yeah so um, has yeah. she ever come so to it, you when i was 21 i went to sedona with my sister who was on like a spiritual journey which i thought was hilarious because mm-hmm. i was 21 and arrogant <laughs> and um i didn't understand and it was my sister and my mom and i and we rented like i think like a mitsubishi spider convertible and I'm like, this is a terrible idea for me because I've always had like tender sinuses and I knew I'd be in the back from Vegas to Sedona. And by the time we got there, I couldn't even like hear. I was like, like just like beaten up. Like I was swimming for 10 hours is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to go do this. And I'm like, I'm going to bet. So then the next morning she's like, Hey, you want to get an aura reading? And I'm like, yeah, totally dude, whatever. <laughs> so, so uh, we go, you know, and I'm being light about it now because my sister's fine, but she, you know, she was going through a divorce. She was very unhappy. It was sad. You know, she was young and whatever. And like when they took her aura photo, it was like blue. Like, oh, my God. It was uh, then the person like the spiritual healer that did it was like, here's like a ton, like literally take all this stuff for free. They were like worried about her oh, well-being. Wow. And I was like, oh, and then that kind of made me feel like, OK, well, that's not a tea leaf reading scam. Yeah. That you're giving away your citrine and your amp. Those are expensive crystals. You know what I was like? Like, oh, maybe there's something to it. So they take my photo and it's orange. I'm like, of course, I'm ruled by the second chakra. That makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. But there's this little orb in the corner of the photograph. And the man reading my uh, photo goes, well, you have a spirit guide. I'm like, oh, and I, if I could find this guy and apologize to him. I'm like, what is it, like a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, it's a it's a young woman. And um. I don't know. She does what you do. What do you do? And I go, go to college. He's like, no, 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 no. It's bigger than that. It's what you will do. Whatever. I don't know. He's like, and I feel like I should know her. Like, she's looking at me like, hey, idiot, you know who I am. Whoa. And I'm like, okay, I don't know your friends. Like, I was totally, like, closed off to the idea. Yeah. He said, anyway, she's just standing here pointing at you, like, 
you're not going to make the mistakes I made. And I'm here to make sure you don't because you're important to me. He's like, like, you have a story to tell? I don't know. Like that. And I'm like, what? A oh, cool man. Great. Thanks. Here's your 10 bucks. Because it was cheap. It was like 10 bucks. Yeah. So I take it and it's in the little like when you go to an amusement park, how it's in the uh, hard pressed cardboard oh, and then yeah. mount the photo. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So, so I had that. And I put it in a cookbook when I got home, like whatever. So literally fast forward 15 years later and I'm cleaning it out last summer. The, co- the cookbook, you know, I, op- I go to open it and it flips out and, I, and I'm like, oh, this thing I remember. And I sat down and it hit me like if I were to be resuscitated after a heart attack when I looked at it. I'm like, it's her. It's been her the whole time. Even before I didn't even she's made sure of it. She's made sure that I've been the conduit to tell her story. I'm like, you sneaky little rat. You I... knew the whole time that you chose me forever ago, and I had no idea. So, no, I do believe in that stuff. And my <laughs> mind no is way. blown. I'm covered in chills. Like, I'm tears in my eyes. That, Mary, wow. Holy crap. And That's I'm incredible. Like, you, can't, you can't make it up, and I have no. to like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like... You were the chosen one from Jana. She was like, my story will be told, yeah. and you will tell it. Wow. And it's going to be this. It's going to be this kid from... <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, my God. That's... I like this one. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And, like, some of my friends, like, even she just wrote to me, and she was like, did Janice ever come to you? And this, this, She comes to me every night. Like, it's not, right. it's never like I'm having a cup of coffee, and suddenly, like, there's this, like, swirling genie Janice with no legs <laughs> over my head. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never like, it's never something like that. It's just sometimes when I go, or I'm real tired, or, like, I've had pneumonia doing the show. Oh. It's like a lot of, you know. And suddenly it's like I get this full throttle boost and I'm in full voice for like ball and chain, which is almost the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I was kind of stage like, thanks, Janice. Thanks, girl. She <laughs> thanks took over for in you. And helping me out. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. That. Wow. Yeah. That is such an incredible story. Mary. I can't I can't even imagine. Like, I'm one step away from Janice. This is like since my five year old little girl found her. <laughs> I wanted right. to, you know, I wanted to have some sort of connection to her. And I remember when I met my husband, he was like, I always wanted to fall in love with a girl who loved Janice. And I was like, that's me. That's oh, me. That, well, well, maybe. Well, maybe when she was doing her divine meddling. Yes. She was like this one and that one. I yes. like these two. I, I bet that's what she's doing in rock and roll heaven. She's just piecing us all <laughs> oh, together. So she's she would have totally. Yeah. She would have been 75 today. What do you think that she would be doing right now with all that's going on in the world? I just have this real feeling she would be out in the middle of all of it. I think that she would have not survived the whole transition and I don't mean um physically I mean emotionally and uh professionally the whole transition into the 80s Mm. like I remember Grace Slick was saying at one point she said you know and then I saw myself in a music video for that mannequin movie and I was 41 years old and I said never again like I'm done because it wasn't what they stood for yeah absolutely in the 60s they didn't stand for capitalism and you know like yeah multi like the fame multimedia fame and all that they did it for you know the message and the expression and the music and the community and so i think that she probably would have went through a similar growing pain yeah and uh i honestly think that at that point she probably would have returned to painting because she was an artist yes first and i whether or not she married a man or a woman doesn't matter to me yeah doesn't matter it doesn't matter to anyone these days but I think she would have taken some time off. I know for a fact that she would have loved to have been a mom. Yeah. Even in some of her letters when she says, you know, oh, Linda Waldron and her two-year-old daughter came and visited me. It was the first time I spent that much time around a young kid. Nearly drove me crazy. So sure, I'm glad I could sing. I'd make it a lousy wife and mother. Then she's like, well, I wouldn't be too bad, actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, she knew if, if, if the opportunity presented itself, you know, that's something that she probably, but I think she would be 
professionally like now. I mean, the blues has had quite like a revival it since has. like I'd say like two thousand. Like a resurgence. I'd say yeah, there's the word I was looking for. Good morning. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> You're right though. And, it's and true. like Mavis Staples came out of retirement. Right. Anna James came out of retirement. You know, Aretha Franklin was even getting up and doing like a couple tunes at, you know, more blues festival type billings and things like that. Cab yeah. Mo, uh Taj Mahal. Dr. John, these dudes, they never left. They kept playing all through the 80s and 90s. It's just that the genre just kind of took a backseat to unfortunate pop. And I think that Janice would be doing like the, Mav- the Mavis Staples thing, where she'd be like playing the major festival. She'd probably be getting a Kennedy Center on her by now. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And hopefully they let me sing for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think that she would just, exactly, she would just be a totally awesome liberal out here in California just doing her best to keep everybody accountable because that was her thing. Even when she was, you know, the, the, the black sheep and everything else, it was all about telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. And telling it like it is, no matter what it was. And, you know, but she's also a Texan Mm -hmm. and that doesn't go anywhere, you know, And, and that's a very unapologetic and strong willed, strong minded thread and upbringing, you know, so I don't think she would ever have gone soft. I think she would have always just kind of, you'd always hear the truth from Janice, even if, if, whether you liked it or not. Even if she said, well, what did you idiots expect? You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, hire a reality TV show to be a president, well, that's your fault. That's why I, like, I see her today. She would have, like, strapped herself to the front fence in the White House. Like, she would have been doing some crazy ass. Or there, or she'd be like, we would better make sure we do like a zillion concerts, uh-huh. like they did. You know, she would have been part of all that stuff. Yeah, totally. It's like everything she did was just um, everything was so new. All the all the labels were so new mm-hmm. in the mid '60s. Like it wasn't you're a this or you're a that. Like she didn't want to be a hippie. She wanted to be a beatnik. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And people are like, well, what's the difference? What's the difference? It was night and day. <laughs> hippie was a derogatory term that the beatniks gave to the younger generation of people who were trying to act like them. They're like, you're not cool enough to hang with our stuff. Yeah, try to make a difference in the world, try to, you know, create pop culture and what that means and what people stood for and doing all the things that really changed, you know, the world at the time. And it did. Changed the world. And and just just the fact that the the world that they lived in 60 years ago and how segregated it still was. Oh, yeah. We're so lucky. We're so blessed. But it was from the hard work of people all that time ago being like, well, this is uncalled for and we won't stand for it. And she was such a leader in that. It would have been really... Interesting to see what she would have done and if she would have been a mother. You're a new mother, right? Ten-month-old? Yes. Ah, how is that going out. for you? I have a two-year-old. It's, I have no idea what I was so, like, terrified of. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I waited until well, the no, last I do second. I was oh, like, me too. I was like, the, like the garage door was closing and it was yeah. like an action movie and I just slid on there before it shut. I'm like, totally. yeah, okay, I love you, Mom. Oh, no, right? Yeah. But isn't it the best thing ever? It's the best thing ever and it pulls, it, it like makes everything so crystal clear in your focus. Because when you're a younger like artist and you're like, oh, I don't, you know, like if you asked me in my 20s if I'd have a kid, I'd be like, no, because my career would be over because of all of the bad people in your ear from before you and a lot, you know, like the uninformed jerks mm-hmm. that are like, oh yeah, go ahead and have a kid, but good luck getting back in the business or, you know, you might lose your body or you might, you know, well, you know, all the terrible showbiz things people yes. say. When you're like, but I want to be a normal person. I don't want to just be this thing that you take out of a box every day and I do my job and then you put me back in a box, you know. 
And so it just made it so much easier. And I, like, seriously, he, my pregnancy was easy. He did not want to come out. He was two weeks late. Oh. I had to be induced. It was a fiasco. If I was induced for two days. Nothing happened. And then finally, they're like, okay, we're going to give you a visa. And 26 minutes later, oh I'm holding my son. And I'm like, you know, we should have done this Friday. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, why did we wait all this time? Oh, my God, that's incredible. Like, you know, like, like Sunday morning, it's 4.30 a.m. They have a son. But I was admitted at midnight Friday. Oh, you know, I was like, oh my God. But he is lovely. He has rhythm. He sings. He oh. is mild-mannered but funny. Like, he's just looking at me. He knows that I must be doing something cool because he just keeps himself busy. Oh, And man. he loves people. And he, like, wants to talk to people. And he loves people. And I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, because yeah. been on the road with me already since um, April. Yeah. He went to my, fir- my first gig back after having him was five weeks later. Good for you, sister. That's incredible. <laughs> And he had his baby bands on, his, you know, his noise. Oh, yes, we have those. Yep, yep. (laughs) And he's five weeks old and we're in the back. He's backstage in the green room and his pumpkins. He just, what's going on? All right. Well, I guess this is outside of the house. (laughs) The first thing he did outside of the house was go to a gig. That's so awesome. Before Thanksgiving, you know, like, like he went to, that's not true. He went to Thanksgiving when he was 10 days old. But, you know, they're like, you know, you don't have to come. I'm like, he needs to know. Yeah. Well, mommy's busy. Exactly. (laughs) Mommy has a life and she's going to have the best of both worlds. And that's the way it is. Right. And he's out here and my parents are out here and um, they're going to go home next week. And I'm super bummed out because we've had like, I'm the youngest of four. And my father had a son in his first marriage. My mom had two daughters from her first marriage. I'm there. I'm the second marriage slash only kid. Right. So I'm super spoiled. Yeah. (laughs) And I was used to having them to myself from the time I was eight and older because they were in college or beyond by then. And so this is the first, like I got a dance scholarship to Debbie Reynolds Dance Studio when I was 14. Oh my God. And we came out here to California. We spent the whole summer out here while I studied. And it's just so funny because it's like, we're back X amount of years later. Yeah. But And and then with this baby in tow and like we went to CLP. We went around like we're like doing doing the cool like California thing and it's so fun and they're going home and I'm like, well, that's gonna suck. Yeah. It's been so great. And he came to rehearsal mm. and I looked at our drummer PJ and I said, just hit the drums. Like I know what's gonna happen, just hit the drums. And my son just dropped everything and he toddled up because he's already walking. Oh wow. He's walking at nine at almost nine months. Oh nine god help you. <laughs> I know. That's everyone's like, Oh, that's so great. I'm like, is it? I'd rather he still just be a little uh papoose pumpkin that I just carry around and (laughs) I put him down and he stays there. Those were the good old days. Oh yeah, that day is gone. That ship is sailed. He hit the drum and Miles just walked over like, oh my God. And then he handed him a pair of sticks and he just started hitting the sticks in time. Oh my God. And PJ started hitting a riff and he was just rocking back and forth, hitting the sticks. And I looked at our choreographer, Patty Wilcox. I'm like, I told you because I told her. I said, my son's got rhythm already. It's crazy. And she's like, oh my God, Mary Bridget, he's in time. I said, I know. Like, it's so funny. Sister, it's in his blood he can't help it <laughs> yeah he can't help it you, you poor thing <laughs> oh yeah exactly oh my god wow you're just killing it in in every sense of the way i could literally talk to you all day i know you don't have all day because you got a little baby um but <laughs> that's right i do have one more question from you and i asked this to every rock star i've ever interviewed ever i asked the same question because my favorite film is almost famous i'm sure you're mm. familiar and of course the last question in the last frame of the movie is what do you love about music? So Mary Bridget Davies, a.k.a. Janice, what do you love about music? The ability to process all of my emotions through it. The ability to take whatever I'm feeling and turn it, whether it's extreme joy or extreme pain, it is the perfect 
most cathartic way to process any and everything I'm going through. And it just makes it, you know, a thousand times better. Oh, my God. I have chills like all over, <laughs> all over. Oh, wow. OK, you guys, I'm telling you, if I can't, I mean, I really can't put it into words better than I was clapping so hard. I broke my wedding ring. You have to see Mary Bridget Davies play Janis Joplin and night with Janis Joplin. Let's go over a couple of the shows. You've got Marin Memorial in San Rafael, uh, October 11th. You've got Lesher Center for the Arts <laughs> in Walnut Creek. <laughs> that is the sweetest thing ever um, on the 16th. Fox Redwood City on the 19th of October, and I'm going to be at your Warfield show um, on the 23rd. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, girl, I'm there. Are you kidding? I cannot wait. So well, we'll I have. Think, I think um, the guys from Big Brother are coming to that one, too, so ah! that would be super fun. Oh, my God, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. So we'll have all like, of so the get information. Your lanyards, get your skin. Oh, yeah. girl, I, I will be doing everything I can. Trust me when I say. <laughs> we'll have all the information where they can buy tickets and all that stuff up on the uh, website as well, so it's super easy access. But Mary Bridge you are just amazing. It is an honor to talk to you. You are now a best friend oh, in my head. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. I love it. So when we meet one day, hopefully soon, hopefully at the Warfield, uh, we'll already be besties. I love it. I'm down for it. And right. yeah, no, well, you'll have to make it happen. That's ridiculous. We'll oh, make it happen. For sure. And please give a cuddle to your son. He sounds precious. Absolutely. <laughs> He's right. hilarious. I was like, he held out so long. Oh, he did great. <laughs> are you kidding? I have a two-year-old. He would have melted down yeah, right. like, you know, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Of course, of course. All, All right, right, thank sweetie. you so much. You too. Have a good day, okay? See you soon. Thank bye -bye. you too. Bye bye. bye, -bye.